I live. 
Oh 
someday somehow And after I reach that heavenly city Blessed Savior, for through His blood He set me free. Door up the road, I shall not waver. For some glad day, His face I'll see. Oh, I want no more about my Jesus. I want to know. Blessed Savior, for through His blood He set me free. Door up the road, I shall not waver. For some glad day, oh, His face I'll see. I want to know more about my Jesus. I want to know more about my Lord. And I'm gonna receive as my reward. Oh, I wanna know more about that homeland. I mean to go there someday, somehow. And after I reach that heavenly city, oh, I mean to know more. And I know now, I want. About my Jesus, oh, I want to know more about my Lord. I want to know more about that mansion. Oh, I'm gonna receive as my reward. Oh, I want to know more about that homeland. I need to go there someday, somehow. After I reach that heavenly city, oh, I mean to know more than I know now. And yes, I'm one of the few, I'm one of the few, and by faith in God's word I can claim it. Oh, though the way may seem long. Though the opposition's strong, for the right there's a way provided. And if I plan to go through, just to hope will not do. I must be firmly decided. Oh, to follow the Lord by obeying His word and believe that I'm one of the 
play that softly. You may have your seats as we go over these prayer requests. We just want to uh, continue to remember Sister Mary Smith. And uh, I have here uh, Ron Spencer as well, if we could just remember him. Uh, Brother Luke is at home sick today, so we just want to remember them. And uh, I have here just to remember Brother David and Karen Morlier. Also, uh, Brother Jonathan Mail unfortunately had to work today. Um, and uh, the uh, sister Leah and the kids are not well, so we just want to remember them. And uh, we just want to remember the Whitlocks as they are traveling. Uh, they are away this weekend, so we just want to remember them. And uh, the Jacksons as well, who are not with us. Uh, we want to continue to remember our Brother Martin uh, Dilling, who is still recovering from uh, surgery. Um, he has been discharged, and if I'm reading my notes right here, he was discharged and then went back to the ER and then was discharged again. So we just want to remember him in prayer. And uh, I have here to remember the Paschals, but I see them, I think, um, maybe not. I don't think I see them this morning, actually. So we just want to remember them, and uh, we just want to remember the Ivies who are away in Missouri and also the McCafferty's who are away in Canada as well. And uh, I have a special unspoken prayer request uh, from my aunt, Charmaine, uh, my dad's sister down in Charleston. So if you would just remember them in prayer, that unspoken prayer request. And I know many of us have uh, unspoken prayer requests of our own. And uh, just by the lifting of your hand, the Lord knows that need. And if you would just stand with me. And if I could have uh, Brother Aaron come up and pray over these prayer requests. Let's bow our heads and pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful this morning, Lord Jesus, that we have a privilege to close our eyes and open our hearts and talk to you, the almighty, omnipotent El Shaddai. Father, you are more than able, oh God, this morning to change our situations. We approach you, Father, in faith, knowing, Father, what you are capable of, who you are, Lord. For the mystery of who you are has been revealed even to us in these last days. Father, you're not just uh, uh, our gods that we used to worship in the world that cannot speak, that cannot breathe, that cannot live. You are a living God tonight. Father, because you live, Israel lives also. For when you raise from the dead, you say, because I live, you shall live also. Father, there are prayer requests that have been given this morning, Lord Jesus. Father, we pray for them, O oh God, each and every one of them, your children. Some are traveling, some are sick this morning. Some, Father, are fighting uh, diseases. Some are fighting incurable diseases. Father, incurable in the eyes of the flesh. But, Father, we know that with God, all things are possible. With men, Lord, it is impossible. But with you, we know that all things are possible. And we are so grateful because you have already overcome. Because there is an empty tomb, Lord, we can have confidence that we can have whatever we pray for. We ask that you bless Lord, your children this morning. The hands that are raised. Father, you know every desire that is behind those hands. I pray, Father, that you may visit each and every one of them. This morning, those who have come, Father, and those who are listening, may you, God, give them the blessing, oh God, of being in your presence and to hear your word. May you, oh God, come, Father, as we continue in the service, be the speaker and also anoint the hearers of the word that father it might not be a ritual to just to come to church and hear a sermon but father 
it might give us life. For Father, you came to give life and life in abundance. We thank you. We ask these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Aaron. You may have your seats. And I don't have any specials this morning, so we'll just sing a couple songs before Brother Barry comes this morning. Let's sing the song, same key, if that isn't love. So if that isn't love, oh, the ocean is dry. Oh, there's no stars in the sky, and the sparrows can't
something softly. Amen. Brother Mark, if you would just pray over the tithes and offering. song pass me not Yeah. 
quite a number of folks. It happens to be one of those Sundays where got lots of folks who are out and several that are not well. Mitchell got some of the uh, prayer requests uh, today, but uh, we certainly do miss uh, the others that are not here. I uh, wanted to uh, welcome back some who have not been well. Good to have the drums back again. Good to have Brother Creed uh, Wheaton here with us today and Sister Abby. God bless you. It's been a while. Creed, you haven't changed one bit. I'd pick you out of the Boston Marathon. Uh, good to see you again. Been a while, but good to see you again. And Leah, Mariah, Hannah, and Laura, 
right? God bless you. Good to have all the girls with us today. And uh, we are uh, honored to have um, our visitors who are here today. God bless you. Don't know all of you. Good to have the parks here, right? The parks. God bless you from um, here in North Carolina. And uh, it's just a, a blessing to be able to gather uh, with God's people from all over the place. I had an opportunity yesterday to meet with Brother Tim Ashong. I mentioned to you uh, last Sunday about his uh, health condition, and I didn't realize it, but he has he already had made uh, plane arrangements to come from Ghana and flew into Washington, D.C., and I was there yesterday and uh, met with him, and he's going to be flying down tomorrow to North Carolina here and receiving some medical attention. So we'd ask you to remember him in prayer uh, over this week. Uh, today happens to be Brother Wakas uh, Javed's birthday, Brother Anwar's youngest son. He's the one who had the open heart surgery when he was four years old uh, over here in the University of Michigan. And uh, I think he's 17, I think is something like that today. And uh, we wish Wakas a happy birthday. I know they're watching today. And also this coming week is uh, Brother and Sister Smith's uh, wedding anniversary on July 15th, and so we wish them a happy anniversary as well. Um, we have the men's meeting link, and this is uh, this is for our folks here. We had the men's meeting link up for Hickory Bible Tabernacle, and that is a preliminary registration for uh, the men only from HBT. And if you're under 18, you need to have special permission from me uh, in order to sign up. But if you're 18, there's a, a reduced price uh, for our brothers here. And that's because uh, I know we're not supposed to be partial, but I'm partial. And uh, so we're given, we're given seven days. Next Sunday that will close. And uh, we would encourage you to take advantage of uh, registering for the men's meeting. And then next Sunday... Lord willing, we're going to open that up for the general population. We have a, a wonderful group of ministers who are going to be uh, speaking this year, and uh, we are uh, excited about the men's meeting coming up at September 23rd, 24th, and 25th. And so uh, you'll find the details on the website, or you can find details from anyone who's been there, or from me, or if you have registration issues uh, from Brother Keith. And uh, we'd be glad to answer any questions that you have. But that's one week only, okay, for our brothers uh, who are here. Uh, where's Emmanuel, Irish? Emmanuel, come on up here for a minute here. And um, we missed Emmanuel last Sunday. Emmanuel graduated from high school this year, right? And uh, did you graduate or did they just get tired of you and let you go? Both? All right. God bless you. Either way, uh, we are proud of your achievement, and uh, we wanted to present you with this Bible here. Thank you. And uh, tell me in, an, in a sentence what your plans are now. What's, what's Community next? Community college. Community college to study what? I don't know yet. You don't know yet? I don't know yet. Just to study. Prolonged adolescence. Pretty much. God bless you, Thank and you. we pray God will guide you. And uh, congratulations to Emmanuel. Madeline Irish also graduated, and uh, we missed her last Sunday as well. So we're glad to present Madeline.
with this Bible this morning. So tell us, turn around this way a little bit so the whole world can see. Tell us what you grad, what your graduation was about. Uh, associate's degree in healthcare management. Oh, is that right? Mm -hmm. Are you going on now for another two? I don't know yet. You're with Emmanuel? Yeah. Okay. And uh, you're finished now? Yeah. You've, you've graduated. Mm -hmm. and did you walk? No. No. We are proud to give you this. And that is a great, uh, a great Bible, and it is, uh, it's the application Bible, and I think that's the best thing you can do with the Bible is apply it, and it'll it'll be a tremendous support and guide no matter where, uh, where life takes you. So God bless you, congratulations. Now, Anderson Pritchard's not here uh, today, but Anderson uh, received first place yesterday in, in a bagpipe competition, and uh, I saw a picture of him, and I don't, I don't have my PowerPoint today, so I can't show you the picture, but uh, he uh, received first place and received a, the, the plaque. Was it yours or his or both, or it was yours? And uh, it was a wonderful award at the Highland Games up in the mountains, and uh, it was a great uh, shot of, uh, of Anderson. Cohen, I didn't realize, but Cohen is a drummer uh, in the marching band, and he, he wasn't in an individual competition, but I saw a picture of him as well, so I'm gonna, I'll, I'll show that. And maybe next time we have a church dinner, we could have two of them march in. I think that would be really good. While Sister Lily plays the fiddle. Sister Lily won the first place in the uh, fiddle competition yesterday and was also chosen to go on to the nationals in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, somewhere, uh, in the fall. Isn't that right? That's wonderful, Sister Lily. And uh, I'll have to show you that picture as well. I don't have my, like I said, I don't have my PowerPoint today, but we're proud of our achievements of our uh, families here, so may God bless you. We we uh, are delighted for you. Well, I just wanted to say this uh, this morning here as we um, we uh, turn to this part of the service. If you don't mind, take your Bible. I'm not going to preach, but I just want you to take your Bible to Genesis chapter six. And uh, musicians, if you just hold for a sec here, and then we'll then we'll let you go. I just wanted to say that on Wednesday night, I was listening to the service, and Brother Aaron spoke, and, and it was really a, a wonderful service, and wonderful because of the thought that he captured, and uh, the things that were said were really good. And then Brother Keith came along, and I called Keith and told him this, that at the end of service, he came up and kind of encapsulated, or just in a couple of brief sentences, kind of summarized uh, you know, a main theme of the, the service. And I, I thought what he said also was a real blessing. And uh, there was just such a nice presence here. I could tell from being away there was a, such a nice presence that was here. And, uh, you know, it, it's an amazing thing. What you're, what you're actually living to see in our time, even though it's not something you may have chosen to live to see, but you are living to see in our time the Holy Spirit lifting itself off the earth very gradually. And as a result of that, the, the violence and the corruption and the things that are taking place in the earth is happening not because all of a sudden we have a generation of worse people,
But we have a generation that is now experiencing the lifting of the Holy Spirit off the face of the earth. And now men are left to themselves. Now, this is the way God viewed it in the days of Noah. And I think this is very true and very appropriate. Because Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be. And he wasn't just talking about the marrying and giving in marriage. But look here also in Genesis 6 and verse 11. The earth also was corrupt before God. And the earth was filled with violence. It's not only daily now. It's almost hourly when you hear of some catastrophe or some violent act that takes place in the earth. And God looked upon the earth in verse 12, and behold, it was corrupt. That word corrupt in the Hebrew language, it means that God is unable to move these people anymore by the ordinary ways of moving them. He can't send a prophet and reach them. He can't speak to them. They won't listen. They're beyond that. And as a result of that, it says, all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth, and God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. Build me a boat. We're going to get you out of here. There's no more God turning to the world and appealing to them to change. It's, I'm going to extract my elect out of here. That's the only thing that I can do now. I've tried. I've done everything I possibly can. They've corrupted themselves, and now I'm going to take my elect away. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in our day that we live in. And I believe that what we're, we're living in is the fulfillment of this in our time, where things on the earth are as they are, not because all of a sudden we have bad people or bad leaders. We've had many much worse leaders in history than we do now. We have a lot of people sincerely trying to patch it together and hold it together uh, in some way or another until the next election, not only in our country but in the world. And uh, sincere leaders trying to do good and trying to you know, make things right, make things work in their countries, and they don't know how because of Luke 17 where Jesus said men's hearts would be failing for fear and all the other things that are coming on the earth. They don't have answers, and so their best efforts are not working. And so... When we see how this is all playing out and the Spirit of God lifting off the face of the earth, violence increases. And you have all kinds of things that, uh, you know, happen on the earth. I'll tell you what, I'm glad God's made a way of escape. I'm glad God's got his eye on the elect. How many of you are glad for that? I, I'm glad we have a message that is, that is in, the, in the work of preparing us to leave here. Not to stay here, but to leave here. And God is actually extracting. And that's what you're going through every, every service, every, uh, every meeting. God is actually, uh, you know, uh, uh, turning the wheels of extracting his people off the face of the earth before this whole thing goes under. And uh, they wind up in tribulation and God is taking his people out. We should be uh, very thankful for uh, God's choosing and God's election. And uh, God would never have left us here in this particular uh, corrupt age unless he had a, a plan and a way to get us out of here. And I believe we're living in that uh, very hour. It's a, it's a sobering time, but it's a great time. And uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that we have uh, the security that we have through the message of the hour and through Christ. And uh, it's, a, it's certainly a comforting thing. Well, we're glad to have Brother Diggs with us today, and he's going to speak to, uh, speak to us this morning. 
and uh, then he's going to speak at 3.30 to all of the uh, young people, so you're welcome to come if you're 13 years of age and older. So that's Peter's class and uh, Brother Aaron's group, and everybody uh, uh, is welcome uh, from 13 on up. We're going to do it in the fellowship hall uh, this afternoon. Brother Aaron's going to bring the donuts, and... uh, we are looking forward to a time with uh, Brother Diggs this afternoon. So let's stand to our feet, and uh, we're going to sing and bring our brother on uh, this morning, and uh, you just get behind him and uh, pull on that gift, and I know that God has something for us today uh, because God has something for us every time that we gather together. So let's go to the rock together and uh, look to Christ. I go to the rock of my salvation, and uh, Brother Diggs certainly needs no introduction Uh, among us here uh, in this assembly. He's been a blessing. But I'll tell you a little something about Brother Diggs. He's not perfect. Uh, He's a man that has flaws like all the rest of us. But uh, to me, he's a person who has endured some real hardships in life and still comes through standing on that rock and holding to the faith, preaching the message of the hour, loves the Lord with all of his heart. And I appreciate that in somebody. It isn't just a, you know, a temporary high, but when you watch a person's life and they're, uh, they're standing with God through all the uh, good and the bad and the, the difficult and the easy times, I, I appreciate in, in that in a minister. And uh, I just uh, appreciate him as a friend and a co-worker in the kingdom. And uh, we were just, matter of fact, we were just invited to go to New Zealand together to do a meeting, and I would love to have done that, but it's in October, and uh, I'm not able to go, so uh, we'll send... Brother Diggs over, uh, and uh, I just uh, have enjoyed working with him over the years. So you get behind the gift, and you pull on it because you're 50% of that gift. And uh, pull on that gift this morning and just ask God to speak to your heart. Well, I go to the rock of my salvation. of the Lord. We thank God for all of you. Certainly appreciate your pastor, Brother Barry. Amen. And I feel likewise the same way he feels about me. Amen. So we, we definitely thank God for him. He's been a pillar, you know, in a lot of people's lives, you know, and um, I just thank God for men who put the shoulders to the plow that we all may see Christ in a greater light. Amen. You know, it's raining outside. Right? But the sun is still shining. Amen. That's how I look at life. It may be raining, it may be stormy, but the sun is still shining. 
I just have to rise above all yeah. that other stuff. Yeah. Amen. So let's just pray and we'll get right into the word of God. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord, for another chance, another opportunity, Father, to be in your presence. And Lord, we know that there's nothing good about us as individuals, but we thank you for the predestination choosing of your mind, Lord. Lord, that you saw fit for us to hear your word. But not only just to hear it, Lord, but to manifest that word, Lord. So we pray you make us vessels of honor, Lord. That your glory could be revealed in us, Lord. And Lord, that when the world sees us, they'll see a difference, Lord. They'll see Christ himself walking behind skin, Lord. And Father, we pray for this church. You just continue to bless them, Lord. And Father, bless the leadership and the governments of the church, Lord, and all that are connected to it in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, Lord. We pray that your atoning blood continues to atone for the sins in our lives, Lord. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Church, say amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Let's start reading at verse 1. The Bible says, for this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby... When ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of the promise of Christ by the gospel, whereof... I may known a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Amen. Let's go to um, Revelations 10. Familiar verse, scripture, Revelations 10 and 7. It says, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished as he hath declared to his servants, the prophets. Amen. May the Lord bless reading of his word. You can have your seats. And as you're sitting, uh, I just want to read another verse of scripture in Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verse... Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Amen. This morning, by the grace of God, I will use for a subject, the mystery of Christ. Amen. You know, throughout all history and generations of time, you know, 
there's so many people that say, I know God. You know, and they live any kind of way and different things and all this and that, but everybody say they know God. So what makes us any different? <laughs> Surely if someone asks you, you'll say, I know God, I believe God. But what is it that separates your knowledge from any other knowledge? What is it that makes what you know about God no longer a mystery? Yeah. Hallelujah. Because where we are as believers, what we're supposed to be living when it comes to God is no longer supposed to be in mystery form. Hallelujah. God is not supposed to be a mystery to you. And let me say it like this. The message of the hour is no longer a mystery. Let me say this. Your pastor shouldn't be a mystery. The five-fold ministry shouldn't be a mystery. Think about it. How many people in a relationship this morning as husband and wife don't know each other? You're living as a mystery. That's a bad place to be in. Hallelujah. The scripture says that, you know, he gave it to Paul and these things were hidden from ages to ages. But now Paul says, has been made known unto you. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? And you know what? What I kind of want to talk about in a, in a, 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 a theme form is light. Because what light does, light uncovers the mystery. What light does, light reveals that thing that's hidden. Hallelujah. But then God comes and he says, through the scriptures, walk in the light as he is in the light. Hallelujah. He's constantly telling us, get out of mystery format and step into an understanding. Amen. And I believe that God gave us a word where we should be living by an understanding, knowing who God is. Knowing what he wants from us. And when I say knowing who God is, I'm talking about in you. Hallelujah. Not in the next individual, in you. Not just how he used Brother Branham, but how God will use you. Your life has to be a manifestation. Hallelujah. But if we take the word mystery, the word mystery, it says anything that is kept secret. Hallelujah. This message of the hour shouldn't be a secret to you. You've been here all this time. You're listening to the preaching. Something should be revealed. Something about God should be revealed that he's no longer a mystery. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. Hallelujah. We're going to hit it real good. Now, y'all know I'm a shotgun preacher. I just load and blast, load and blast. I load real quick now, so you got to be paying attention. Hallelujah. He says anything, the, the, the definition says anything that is kept secret or remains unexplainable. My. God is no longer unexplainable. He's intentional. Hallelujah. When we look at our lives, when things happen, we shouldn't say, God, you owe me an explanation. No. Anything that happens is for our good. Hallelujah. So it doesn't need an explanation. We just need to accept whatever God is doing. Hallelujah. And let him reveal. Hallelujah. Because in times past, you know, before the fall, God was just a mystery. But then he allowed certain things to happen so he could be revealed. Hallelujah. We know that through the message of the hour, the prophet of God said, there were things locked up inside God that he wanted to unveil. So he allowed sickness and pain and heartache and bondage and all these things. Why? To reveal himself. To uncover the mystery of God. 
Hallelujah. So if you get sick, account yourself knowing the revealing of God as a healer. Hallelujah. He's no longer a secret to me when it comes to healing. I've seen him heal over and over and over again. What is that? It's a manifestation now. So when it comes to God and you ask me about healing, I can say I know who he is. That's no longer a mystery. What about you? Are there areas in your life that seems mysterious when it comes to God? Let me say this about a mystery. If you are living under the mystery, you're living in darkness. Hallelujah. Check this out. Most of you don't know what's back here behind this pulpit. It's a mystery. So that thought in your mind is black. (laughs) There's no substance, no real substance when it comes to knowing what's behind this pulpit. All you can do is guess. All you can say, well, it might be a book. Uh, I wonder if a bag of chips back there. Your mind can just rumble on, rumble on, and all your thoughts are just presuming. There's no real anchor behind your thoughts because there's a mystery. But if I begin to pull things out, it takes away the mystery. How many of you can see this and know what it is? Now you can say, man, a songbook's back there. And I can take this and put it back. But you know that it's back there. It's no longer a mystery. So when I ask the question from now on, you know one thing that's back there. Hallelujah. You may not know everything, but you there's something that's been revealed to you. Woo! And there's something about God that should be revealed to each and every one of us in here. Hallelujah. And what is it? It's the revelation of who he is. He should no longer be in mystery form. You know, uh, I hope Brother Barry don't mind. But, you know, that's why it's very important not to get caught up with other voices. Because the Bible says, the Bible says, we believe the Bible to be the absolute, right? Hallelujah. And we believe, and I've been saying this lately, I believe that every inspiration Malachi 4 had, he pulled it out of the Bible. Hallelujah. Every thought, every verse, he pulled it out of the Bible. Hallelujah. And you may not be able to see cigarettes in the Bible, but the thought, hallelujah, the inspiration behind it came from a thinker's man filter out of the scripture. Hallelujah. So what was happening? God was using a messenger to strip away the mystery of who he is. My. So from there, if we just take Revelations 10, 7, the Bible says, in the days of the voice, when he begins to sound, what? The mystery of God should continue to be teach in mystery. No, it doesn't say that. It says, when he begins to sound, the mystery of God should be finished. So if I accept the voice of the seventh angel, I'm no longer in darkness. That's why I don't have to look for another voice. Because that voice uncovered everything I need to know about God scripturally. Hallelujah. He uncovered everything we need to know about about God scripturally. Now we have to go through a manifestation personally. Are you with me, church? 
So for all these people, I'm the eighth angel. I'm the seventh and a half angel. I'm the noonday angel to come in the evening. Foolishness. My Bible said the last one was the seventh. It doesn't even speak of an eighth angel. Now I stand to be corrected. Some of y'all may have a Jehovah Witness Bible. <laughs> but the messenger came and he said this Bible was the closest thing to the truth. Yeah. Hallelujah. King James. Yeah, I said the name. <laughs> Hallelujah. And what it was doing was unveiling the mystery of God. And church, there has to be a personal experience in your walk. Because if God is still in mystery form, I'll say it again, you're walking in darkness. What else behind this pulpit? Somebody tell me. That doesn't stand here. Can't do it. Can't do it. Why? Because you haven't been in that place. But once you get in that place, hallelujah, everything behind here is no longer a mystery. That's why God sent the prophet, hallelujah, to bring us to a place where he himself would no longer be a mystery to the people. Hallelujah. That's why he chose the man who couldn't mess it up that would bring the people to himself. You wonder why Brother Branham never had movements of his own? Because his job wasn't to bring the people to him. It was to get the people to Christ. So beware of mystery preachers that are bringing the people to them and their organization. Hallelujah. If you're not pointing me to Christ, you're pointing me to darkness. Woo. Oh, my, are you with me, church? I'll tell you something else. There's something going on up here that you don't understand, but I'm going to expose the mystery. I don't waste water all over the place. That's the mystery. <laughs> see, you didn't see me doing it, but it happened. Hallelujah. And there are things that the natural eye may not see, but it happens, Jerry. It will happen in your life as individuals. And what is God doing? He's stripping you out of darkness. He's bringing you into the marvelous light. Somebody say that with me. Marvelous light. Come on, all together. Marvelous light. Say it like it's something special. Marvelous light. Woo! Did that feel good saying that? Church, we are not just in light. We are in the Hallelujah. When something is marvelous, it's wonderful. Hallelujah. It, it makes you stand in awe. Hallelujah. Paul said, what well, we know the ages of past wanted to know. It's been hidden from them. But God came through a voice. Hallelujah. And he began to strip away the darkness and take away the mystery. And we like Paul, we like Peter could say, thou art the Christ. The son of the living God. Hallelujah. That's why I don't take the message and the Bible and make them two different entities, but I make them one. Because one is speaking of the other and the other is speaking of the other. Hallelujah. Look. Listen, Paul said in Philippians, his whole goal, his whole reason for living was that I may know him. See? Constantly stripping away the mystery. That I may know him in the power of his, what? Resurrection. Hallelujah. Life after death. That's what, hallelujah, 
Paul wanted to know God in that way. Not just in the teachings of Gamaliel. He had that. He wanted something more. He wanted something that he could live by that when he died, he could live. Hallelujah. So the power, he said, I want to know him in the power of the resurrection. I wonder how many of us, hallelujah, can receive the resurrection as a manifestation and not a mystery. See, if it's still a mystery, when you go to Israel, you go to the tomb. And he said, man, I wonder. I wonder if God is, if Jesus is still here. I wonder if his bones are still here. See, those are people in darkness. But if you know, hallelujah, he's risen, you don't have to go to a tomb. <laughs> Woo! You can get all the effects of Christ that walked us, shores of Galilee, all the effects of Christ and everything he did in the scriptures personally revealed to you. Why? Because it's no longer a mystery. Oh my. Listen. Listen. He says, uh, anything that is kept secret or remains unexplainable or unknown. Praise be to God. Oh my. God is no longer unknown. But he's come and made himself known unto us. He says, an affair, thing, or person that presents features or qualities so obscure, so arousing curiosity or speculation. Hallelujah. That's what a mystery does. A mystery, hallelujah, is, is so well kept. It's so uh, uh obscure and, 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 and it's so tight to it, it leaves you in a place to say if I could only know if I could only know I ain't going to be too much longer y'all know I'm about to close but let's just think about that if I could only know you ever ask yourself that question if I could only know but listen we do know God has come and showed us what divine healing is all about. God has come and showed us, hallelujah, how to get on the other side. It'll have to be perfect love. Hallelujah. That's why we got to do more than just say, oh, you got to love. I love everybody because I got to. No, that ain't perfect love. Mm -mm, you still in mystery form. <laughs> But when it's revealed to you, hallelujah, you can look at a situation and you can just ooze out love because now you're the manifestation of the mystery of Christ. Where he could look at those he knew before the foundation of the world that were going to kill him and say, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Now that seemed like a mystery to the whole world. But for us, that's perfect love. Church, we know what it's going to take. Hallelujah. We see things God did and it's revealed to us by revelation. It's no longer a mystery. Did you hear Brother Branham come back around talking about David, him and uh, um, brother, 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 what the brother is? He said, you're a little too quick on the trigger. Um, oh, man, I can't take his name right now. But he says he, he's, 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 a little, he's a little quick on the trigger. And he say, why do you let people talk about you like that? Levell, yeah. He said, why do you let people talk about you like that? And he says, he was reading the scripture where uh, 
The man called David a dog and spit on David or whatever. And one of the giants, I mean, one of the brothers rose up and say, I cut your head off. You spit on my king. And David said, leave him alone. Maybe the Lord told him to do that. And now Brother Branham gets in a situation where God's going to unveil the mystery of that scripture by manifesting it in his journey. Boy, this coming fresh. Hallelujah. It's like a fresh loaf of bread. Woo! Some Captain John Durst. Honey butter kind. Mm, that's some good bread right there now. But listen, church. Now God is going to manifest the mystery where it's no longer just scripture, but now it becomes light. And Emily Vale are talking. He says, why you let people talk about you like that? He says, well, you know, just, just leave him alone. Maybe the Lord told me. And Emily Vale said, that might be all right for you. See, he was still in darkness. Mm, why follow somebody still in darkness that can't manifest the reality of the mystery? Oh, my. And you, oh, Lord, forgive me. You had people following Lee Vale, and he was in darkness. Mm, listen. Now the prophet, the prophet says, leave him alone. Maybe Lord, he says, David said, leave him alone. The Lord told him to do that. And then, hallelujah, Brother Branham goes through his situation, and he, hallelujah, it just comes out of his mouth. Leave him alone. Maybe the Lord told him to do that. What was happening? He was no longer in darkness. Now the scriptures have become light. And he's walking in that light. As he walked into that light, Lord, the Lord revealed, hallelujah, more to him in his situation. And that's what God should be doing for each and every person in this room. Hallelujah. As you read the word, the light should be opening up the life of the seed. Stripping away the mystery. Because, Brother Barry, every seed has a mystery about it until it starts to come forward. Because I can give all of you seeds, but we won't know what it is until the life starts coming out of the ground. Yeah, good. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, my. See, there's something that says, I wish I could know. We had the prophet preach, hallelujah, on total deliverance. He told us how to get a total deliverance. It's no longer a mystery. It's very simple. How can I get a total deliverance? He said, confess and commit it to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Confess, commit it to God, and don't go back that way. Hallelujah. See, a lot of people confess, but they won't possess. See, it's still a mystery. But when you really enter into a place where you say, okay, I know my God's a deliverer. He's been revealed to you. You can easily give him that thing because you know he can take care of it. Hardly. I don't know about you guys, but my God has never been defeated. So I can give him anything. <laughs> Knowing that he would overpower it. Remember, Hebrews chapter 11. See, there's a there's a supernatural element in the revelation. Hallelujah. And that, just from my understanding, that supernatural element within the revelation has to be faith. Hallelujah. Because something can be revealed to you, but it has to be lived. Hallelujah. And the only way you can live it is by faith. Hallelujah. Because you can't do it in your own human ability. Hallelujah. You have to be able to surrender the reins to God and say, God, do this in me. Yeah. Hallelujah. So it takes faith. 
Hallelujah! To unveil the mystery. Listen, Hebrews 11, it says, So, without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God, any of us, any of us have we come to God? The Bible says, for he that cometh to God must believe that he what? He is. Woo! Is present. Hallelujah. When I go to the doctor, he is a healer. That's why I can walk in there looking for a manifestation because it's not a mystery to me that God is a healer. Hallelujah. I can walk into a certain situation and say, I can go in the bank. They might not give it to me. But I can go in there believing God is a provider. Why? I've seen him provide. It's not a mystery to me. I'm not in darkness. I can stand my ground and wait on God. It's a manifestation I'm looking for. But I have to give it to him by faith. I hope I ain't going too fast. I told y'all I'll load quick. Hebrews 11 must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. So in seeking God, there's a revealing of God because he says, seek me and find me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants to be revealed. Oh my, now let's get into a little bit before we close. Listen, the prophet says, The mysteries. Here is the mystery. A mystery is scripture. Did you hear it? Your Bible is a mystery. But for those of us who can catch what I'm saying this morning, it's a revealing. There's a lot of people hearing what you've heard and they still don't understand it. Hallelujah. But you hear it and understand it. Why? Because you're in light and not darkness. Oh my That's why it means so much to hear our prophets say, I preach what Paul preached. Because Paul said, I'm preaching to you, unto you Gentiles, the mystery that's been hid for ages and ages and ages, but it's been revealed unto me for you. And then we have Brother Branham come back again, hallelujah, taking us out of mystery form, and he says, hey, I preach what Paul preached. Thank God for the voice of a prophet. Because he's not speaking of himself. Listen, he said, I've said what Paul said. And what Paul said, he got straight from God. So we take Brother Branham completely out of the picture. We got what God said. And so many times, even beyond the curtain of time, he says, will Paul's group be here? (laughs) Kept taking us back to Paul. Because Paul was sent to unveil the Lord. Listen, he said, a mystery of scripture is a previously hidden truth now, divinely revealed. And I'm sure all of us can identify with trying to witness this message to people and they look at you like you're crazy. Why? Because it's a mystery to them. Sisters, your life is a mystery. They look at you and say, oh, you got the long dresses on. Why you ain't got no earrings, no tattoos? You should say, I'm I'm, I'm, going to tell you why. Because the Bible says, great is the mystery of godliness. (laughs) Woo! Think about that, sisters. You walk in Walmart, you walk in as a mystery. 
What's your name, sis? Mystery Ashley. Going down the produce aisle. Nobody understands who she is, but she's a mystery. What's your name, sister? Ellen, the mystery of Ellen. Ellen on her job or whatever she's doing. Everybody's looking at her, and she's like, why are you looking at me? I'm a mystery. Nobody understands me but my husband. Not your natural husband. Hallelujah. Your spiritual husband. The Bible says, great is the mystery of godliness. Brothers, when we walk around and they see our arms and stuff and there's no tattoos, they'll be like, man, what's wrong with you? You have no body art. Yes, I do. I am the temple of God. Hallelujah. And I have an art form that could never be reduplicated. Hallelujah. I have an art form. Hallelujah. That's been presented to the highest of highest. Hallelujah. To God Almighty. Hallelujah. I am. You are a work of art. Oh my, the scripture says, see, it's a revealing, it's no longer a mystery. The Bible says, ye are fearfully and wonderfully what? Woo! Thank God for the, the mystery of digs. And I know some people are sitting here looking at me, you never heard me preach before, different things, you're like, oh my God. I didn't know you could do that in church. But we're unveiling the mystery. Hallelujah. Yes, you can come to church and be free. Yes, you can come to church and express yourself. But yes, your life is supposed to produce Christ. Hallelujah. If you shout, you dance, you cry, whatever it is, it's supposed to produce Christ. That's the mystery unveiled behind the believer. Oh, my, I'm feeling too good. Woo! Glory! I said glory! Woo! Hallelujah. Woo! Brother Barry, I feel that 50%. Woo! Hallelujah. This ain't me. This is 50% doing this. You guys. Hallelujah. See, it's a mystery. Hallelujah. You notice most of what I'm preaching is by inspiration. So what is the mystery? It's coming from you. It's coming out of your lives. It's the pool of the spirit. Yeah, you may not be going. But there's an inward pool connecting with that word, which is a mystery unveiled. Hallelujah. Well, glory. You know, the whole preacher used to say, y'all don't hear me. But you do hear me, hallelujah, because I can feel your pull. Listen, he says, a mystery of scripture is a previously hidden truth, now divinely revealed. Now, if I could put my own self into it. Previously hidden truth, now revealed. So when it comes to God unveiling himself, hallelujah, he can only do it by what's within you. Let's make this real clear. Everything you need for the journey is in you right now. You might not know it. It's still a mystery. But what God will do, he'll put you in certain situations where that mystery could come out. Hallelujah. See, and, and you, hear me, you guys hear me talk about healing and 
different things right now. You know, it's, it's, it's some spirits of diabetes and things in here right now. I can feel it. That demon don't like me because I always expose them. Y'all know I haven't been to the doctor. They say, oh, my, oh, your glucose, oh, your east coast and west coast. Every coast. I got all the coasts. But remember, it's by faith. You can't just accept it because I say it. God has to reveal it to you. See, you have to strip it away. Yeah, I can say it happened in my life. God showed me he was a healer, but it has to become something personal to you. It can't just be something Brother Branham said. No, it has to be a manifestation. Remember, it was in the scripture. Then it came upon him. Hallelujah. And God brought him in the light. Hallelujah. And that's what happened, church. I can remember being in the hospital. Doctor say, hey, your son told my mama, say, hey, look, he got cancer in his brain. We need to operate. He need to take chemo. He need to do this, do that, do that. My mama had one revelation. Just one. To fight all that with. One revelation. God is a healer. And what's so powerful about that? She never had cancer. But she knew him as a healer. And she said, if I could get my son to accept the same thing by faith, he'll get the same revealing. He'll get the same revealing. He'll get the same experience of light that I got. And you know what? I looked at my mom. I was like, look, she'd never do anything to hurt me. I believe, you know, when it was time for me to get a whipping, I got a whipping. But this is a whole different situation. So I believe now she's trying to help me. So I said, hey, what I got to lose? Doctor say if I don't take it, I'm going to be a vegetable. You know, I might die. You know, and, and then they say if I do take it, I got a 50% chance of living. Both of them kind of sound like the same thing to me. But what she said was, God has already healed you. And I said, he did? I said, he did? She said, yeah, he's already healed you. She said, all you got to do, listen to the supernatural element. She said, all you got to do is receive him by faith. (laughs) You know, your whole journey, hallelujah, is an act of faith. Hallelujah. Everything you need from God right now in this moment is an act of faith. So I said to my mom, hallelujah. I said, well, mom, if God is a healer, Lord, prove it to me. And when I say God came down the corridors of heaven, hallelujah. I was on the ninth floor, hallelujah. And he began to push things aside. God was coming through. Moving tables, moving chairs, moving doctors, moving nurses just to get to me. Hallelujah. And he said, son, I'm going to show you how real I am. I can remember the last two, the last two twins he dealt with. Hallelujah. It was some twins in the hospital God dealt with. Hallelujah. And once he dealt with them, it was over. It was over. Hallelujah. These girls, one name was Divine Healing and the other name was Anesthesia. (laughs) And once I went under Anesthesia, Anesthesia was powerful now. She made me forget where I was. (laughs) She was powerful, boy. When Anesthesia got a hold of me, I was like, Last I heard was her voice. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Gone. Anesthesia was a bad girl. But while I was under, I met this other chick called Divine Love. 
And she was like, I got it from here. Anesthesia, back up. I'm in control. I'm going to take care of his whole life from here. I'm going to take care of the surgery. I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to take care of that. And when he get back from the other side, he going to want to meet my daddy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Because once I met divine love, divine love took me to the source. Hallelujah. And now God is no longer a mystery. He has full control of my heart, mind, and soul. Hallelujah. Oh, my. I know some of y'all probably got lost in the sauce on that one. I wasn't talking about two real girls. <laughs> I was using adjectives, anesthesia, what they give you to take you under. Divine love. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, all right. Praise God. Amen. Oh, Brother D, he's got three women in his life. <laughs> Listen. Oh, my. Before I close, let's tell the truth about God. Listen. The first thing was that God wanted to reveal himself to the people. He wanted to take away the mystery. He couldn't do it as a great Jehovah God who covered all space, time, and eternity. He could not. He is too great to ever be revealed to people because it would be too mysterious. So what did God do? God made himself simple. Hallelujah. So God began to take away the mystery of who he was by making himself simple, which is so powerful because he's so great. And the prophet of God said, hallelujah, he was so high, he couldn't go any higher. So what did he do? He began to come down. God began to condescend, hallelujah. And as he condescended, the prophet of God said he changed mask, hallelujah. And as he changed mask, he was making himself more and more simple for what was he, for who he was about to introduce himself to. Hallelujah. So as he condescended, hallelujah, the prophet said he was just eternal. He wasn't even God. Hallelujah. But then he started to change mask and he came from eternity to Elohim. Woo! Hallelujah. It's getting simple now. Hallelujah. Amen. The mystery is being revealed. But what I love about God, he didn't just leave that portion of eternity up there. He brought it with him. Woo! So he brought, hallelujah, eternity with Elohim, hallelujah. And then he kept moving. Then he stepped into the Logos. And now he brought self-existing eternal power down to the Logos. And he began to create, taking away the mystery. And you know the last thing God came to was a man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He didn't just reveal himself to a donkey, to an animal. Listen, he said he created, hallelujah, all the animals. A lion, hallelujah, represents the power of God. An eagle, the power of God. A lamb, the power of God. But when it came to us, he said, I'm going to show you a mystery. Let's create him in our very own image and likeness. So when you see a man, you see the mystery of God revealed. And God was so pleased, hallelujah, by what he did. He said, oh, I think I'm going to take a rest. He probably got his temperatures in his bed together, rolls it up a little bit and say, oh, let me take a rest. Because from that point, there was never another revealing. Because the Bible says he rested. 
So how else was God going to be revealed? By the life man lived on earth. Hallelujah. And you notice, every prophet, they would always come saying what God said. God used that man to reveal himself. God used that man to be his mouthpiece. God used that man to be his hands. God used that man to show what self-existing power, eternal power, Logos power, all the things that he is in that man. The mystery had now become in a man's form. Then the scripture says in Colossians, hallelujah, I'll show you a greater mystery. What is it? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. And then the prophet will come and he will say, we're no longer worshiping Christ in a manger, but now we're worshiping what? Christ in you. Oh my. What a glorious revealing God has given unto us. He didn't just want to leave it all up in space, all out in eternity. He came and put it all in his creation. And then you will hear the prophet make statements like this. All that was in God, he poured into Christ. And all that was in Christ, he poured into the church. So you are the holders of the revealing of God. The mystery of Christ. Catch this now. I'm about to close. Don't get nervous. I might say that four more times, but just know I'm about to. Catch it. The revealing of the whole thing, hallelujah, was God bringing mankind to a place where we would know who he is by knowing who we are. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because Adam, hallelujah, began to demonstrate the manifestation of Christ on the earth. God brought all creation to Adam and Adam said, you're a giraffe. You're a buffalo. You're a this. You're a that. And on and on and on. What was he? He was expressing the mystery of God. Through the spoken word. Hallelujah. And church, God did the same thing with us. Hallelujah. All that he is is inside of us. And he's given us the power of the spoken word to speak as he would speak. How do you know you're in the right place? How do you know that there's no longer a mystery over your life? It's real simple. And I believe I did this one time I was here. You take a seed and I put it on the pulpit and I preach and we jump and shout, we pull, we cry, we do it all. That seed will never come forth. (laughs) It'll never come forth. Even though it's in the atmosphere of the pure word. It'll never come forth. Why? There's certain elements it has to come in contact with. Hallelujah. There's certain things about his life it has to come in contact with. That's the only thing that'll help it come forward. Other than that, it's still a mystery. Sitting in the church, hearing the word, experiencing the presence of God, but it'll never come forth sitting on the pulpit. But I take that same seed and go plant it in some dirt. Put it under a trial. Oh my. Mess with his family life. Mess with his finances. And that thing will start shaking in the dirt. It'll start moving. It'll start twitching. What is God trying to do? It's trying to unveil the mystery. 
So God allows things to happen. God allows us to be planted in dirt. Just to bring out the real you. God allows sickness. Why? Because there's a revelation inside. Hallelujah, that he's trying to bring out. If there was no cancer, if I never came in contact with cancer, I'd never know that he's a healer. So the devil doesn't get any credit. I say, thank God for cancer. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, really? Really? Did that brother just say, thank God for cancer? Well, I'll give you one more up to date. Thank God for COVID. Because COVID has brought some of us closer to the Lord. COVID has, has increased our prayer life. COVID has shown us that God's a healer. God allowed this. Why? Just to get you closer to the mystery. I know some people who's making more money on COVID than they, than they, than they did on their job. <laughs> work. Why well, I got to work for a government sending me a check every week. So it's the expression of God, the revealing of God. And as that seed comes into light, it begins to grow and 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 grow. What's causing it to grow? The light. Hallelujah. So that's how you know you're in the revealing. If you're in this church and you're growing, hallelujah, be careful how you hear because you're already growing. Hallelujah. Just continue to, hallelujah, stay up on the stable ministry and hear the word and you continue to grow. But if you're just sitting here, you're in church, you say, I just love Brother Barry's ministry. He's just such a good preacher. And here you get home, honey, where's my Budweiser? You're still in darkness. Because you don't realize the word he's preaching is to unveil who you are. Hallelujah. And if that word is unveiling who you are, then you're in light. Hallelujah. That's why I can thank God for Malachi 4. Because this word came and it unveiled the mystery of Brother Diggs. Hallelujah. He's more than just a football player. There's a life behind it. Hallelujah. Come on, musician. In church, when it comes to the mystery of God, and I was just saying this to myself personally. I wouldn't want to be sitting under a ministry, everything so deep I can't understand it. Because I'm I'm learning in darkness. I'm not there's no substance there. Because it's still a secret. If you leave out of church, you'd be like, man, boy, that brother was deep. What did he preach? I don't know. I don't I know it was deep though. It was so deep I ain't understand it. But it was powerful. Does that make any sense? It was powerful, it was deep, but you ain't got no substance to live by. But if it's powerful, it's deep, and you can live it, then that'll produce substance. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. Things that are powerful and deep are really simple. <laughs> Hallelujah. You say shallow waters run real, real deep. Think about this. God is so strategic. For us to get some of the greatest things in life, you got to dig deep for it. To get gold, you got to dig through dirt. <laughs> Silver, dig through dirt. Pearls, you got to get it out of some dirty clam or something, wherever you get it from. It's produced, it's mashed up in filthy conditions. 
Now, this is, this is the thriller right here. This is the thriller, Brother Keith. This is the thriller. Are you ready for this? Where did God get us from? Dirt. Even when the word came our way, we were still in dirt. <laughs> oh, boy, I love God. Even in my filthy condition, God was able to streak away the mystery. Even when Adam and Eve, hallelujah, fell into sin, God still called them in that dirty condition. Because they were a greater revealing. Your shortcomings, your failures, your faults won't stop God from unveiling who you really are if you continue to live by faith. Hallelujah. So church, let's get past all this Oh, the mystery of God. Oh, oh, but that was powerful. That brother preached a deep mystery. What did he talk about? I don't know. Let's get past that. Let's, he says, says, in your getting, get understanding. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. We shouldn't be living by mystery anymore. Our life should be a mystery to those who don't understand us. But when it comes to us living for God, it should be a revealing. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, you know, I know God's going to take care of us. I know God's going to bring me through the sickness, this healing, or whatever it is. I know he's going to do it. Hallelujah. So, church, the mystery of Christ has been revealed. Amen. Because when the seventh angel sounded, the mystery of God was what? Finished. Yeah. And it brought him to the same thing Jesus said on the cross. What was his last words? It is finished. <laughs> what was he saying? I've been revealed. And I'm going to change the whole world when I die on this cross. And he did it. Hallelujah. And the preaching of this message changed our lives forever. Amen. For those of us who could receive it. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Think about his love. Think about his goodness. Think about his grace that brought us for as high, for as high as the heavens above. Great is the about his goodness think about his grace that brought us through for as high so great great is the measure of our Think about His grace, think about His grace 
you love me. I'm amazed that you care. Let's sing that little chorus this morning. Aren't you glad to come to church today? Amen. Glory to God. Let's sing it together. I'm amazed that you love me. I'm amazed how you care.
great is our God? How great is our God? Sing with me how example. This uh, week I was in the Museum of the Bible. My wife and I, we actually spent our anniversary day in the, in the Museum of the Bible. It's just a wonderful day we had together. And uh, I, I was listening at the very beginning as you go through the, the um, animated process of going into the Museum of the Bible. They were talking about the, the Word and how God cr- thought of things in the beginning. It was very well done. And the narrator made a statement. He said, we view God's word like a window. Not just words and thoughts and doctrines and things like that, he said, but we view it as a window. And when you look at the Bible right, he said, it just lets you see through just the written word and see God on the other side. 
And they had a, a smoky kind of a background, a mysterious background there. And he said, you think of God's word like a window you look through. And I thought, wow, that, that, that's really true. I've never forgotten that. And even though I'm not preaching today, I had to get it in. Uh, I, I just, I just think every time you learn, every time you get a revelation, every time you learn something, you're looking through, not just the, the literal pages, but you're looking through and seeing the God of the Bible. To me, that's more exciting than seeing the Bible, is to see the God of the Bible as you look through the words with revelation. That's a wonderful thing. But, you know, that's, that's, to me, that's a great thing. But I'll tell you how great God is. We came out of the Museum of the Bible and we had supper and we were walking around in the, in the plaza around Lafayette Square and, and uh, we're back, you know, the White House is, is back here and uh, a good ways back. There's all kinds of people around, all kinds of folks making photographs and things, you know, looking through the fence, the White House is back here. And uh, I was holding my grandson's hand and we were just kind of back a good ways and I looked up and on the roof of the White House, here was a uh, guard. A guy. And there's always guards on the roof of the White House. If you ever go and see it, it's all, you'll always see him there. And uh, he was, he was uh, moving around, and he had a scope uh, in, in front of him and a tripod. And I was just barely making him out, just a little figure on the horizon. And uh, I said, Will, I said, see the guy? And he looked, and finally he said, yeah, I see him. He said, he's up there. And uh, I said, look at what he's doing. And Will said, well, he's looking at us. And I said, he's looking right at us. And I said, how, do you, how can we prove that? And I went like this. And I waved, looking at the guy, looking straight at him. And I, I waved way off down there. And the guy, the guard on top of the roof, he just went like that. He waved. <laughs> and I thought, what, you know, that, that's just amazing that... that that he can be so far off and so, uh, you know, all the other people around and he responded, he waved. And I thought, you know, God can do small things sometimes just to wave at you and let you know, I see you. I see you out there. I know you're standing there. And God can do great things, but God can condescend to do little things. And just let you know that uh, he's a part of your life. And let you know that he's watching you. Let you know that he's walking with you. As he's not a million miles away. He's, he's close. As not, he's nigh, the Bible says, as close as the breath we breathe. And that's a really comforting thing. And I think, you know, when you come this morning and hear a service like that, and we, we sometimes make the, the phrase, the mystery of God, a mysterious thing. But really, it's God condescending to make himself real to you. And, and it puts that mystery within reach because it's not way out there. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. And in a sense, he kind of waved to us this morning and just said, hey, you know, you, you think it's way out there. It ain't way out there. I'm watching. I'm, I'm right with you. And uh, I, I think that's a wonderful thing. I, I just think he's a, an amazing God how he does things. How great is our God. Sing with me how great.
at your feet today, Lord, and, and just say thank you, Lord, because you have made yourself known and made yourself so simple to us, Lord. And the world still tries to describe you through the eyes of theology and all kinds of science and complicated things, Lord, but you took a, a simple man in this generation, Lord, and revealed yourself in such a simple way. For that, Lord, we are thankful because none of us would miss it. And Lord, you are great. You are good. You are one Lord who knows the end from the beginning. And Lord, the struggles that we face and the things that we go through, Lord, you're even able to be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. God, we thank you that you care. And we thank you, Lord, that you walk with us through these last steps of the journey. I thank you, Lord, for the word today and the reminders that we receive, Lord, at your presence. 
They're handfuls on purpose to us. And Lord Jesus, we enthrone you and we we give you glory and honor and praise today. May Lord you just continue, Lord, to bless your people and reveal to us, Lord, the things that we have need of. And we'll give you thanks and praise for it. And we know, Lord, you to be a healer today. A healer and someone who cares, Lord, about all that we go through. And we pray, dear God, that you would just bind those demons of sickness. That, that Lord, restrict people from being able to assemble together. We curse them in the name of Jesus Christ. And ask, oh God, that you would bring deliverance and peace. And, Lord, your healing virtue, may it flow to each one. Lord Jesus, we want to say we thank you and we we appreciate your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your ministry. We thank you, Lord, for people who believe the ministry. We thank you, Lord, for a message that's coming this last day. Have your way, we pray. In the glorious and wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. And amen. And amen. I will praise the Lord. Yeah. 